welcome to the Arlanders podcast. Arlanders podcast is here to shed light on all things business in the outdoors. I am Jaime, and you know my friendly, nice co-host, <laughs> the friendly guest Casper. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that reminded me of. Yeah. Another guest. Yeah, we're doing them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, dude, and this one's good too. This guy's been on an absolute rampage lately. Yeah, so we Can't got Jordan. Jordan on the line here. Lost hey guys, lost, lost Sasquatches <laughs> is better better known as I guess His Instagram handle. Yeah, and then uh, lost Sasquatch. <laughs> Jordan, like originally, from the work I've seen, has been doing photos and videos. Yet, like he even did YouTube for a while. Yep. So that's why I wanted to kind of chat about that, and then um, kind of go into what you're doing now. So maybe uh, start with like, well, actually, let's start with. Um, where they can see your stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's uh, my Instagram um, is just lost dot Sasquatch. Um, and then uh, uh, YouTube is always just lost Sasquatch. And then you can always get to all those links from my website, lost Sasquatch.com. Yeah. Um, website looks yeah. awesome, by the way. Yeah, your website looks Thanks. good. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice having, I mean, you, you're kind of in the same boat. I mean, having your, your hands in, uh, and all the different creative media outlets and being able to do all that stuff and build your own website and make your logos. And it's definitely helped be able to do that, at least afford to do that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about like your, your kind of like creative, um, background, like where, like how did you start doing photo and video and stuff? So I went, um, I went to Cal Poly. I studied, uh, industrial technology um, it's kind of like a manufacturing degree out of Cal Poly, but we also got to use all of the fun equipment and learn all the fun software and everything like that, that like an engineer would uh, be using. Um, out of college, the first job I got, uh, was actually in kind of graphics. Um, so I was, uh, basically very rudimentary, uh, design work for an app uh, in San Francisco called talent sky. Mm -hmm. Um, because I had all the background in like, uh, CAD software and stuff, you know, Photoshop, illustrator, all that kind of stuff rolled over nicely. Uh And, uh, I really just from the YouTube and everything like that, learning how to use Photoshop and all where all the different tools are and stuff. I kind of built my way up through that company as a UX designer. Um, and which I still am to this day. Um, so I'm a UX designer at uh, Talent Sky and uh, just basically build the screens of what the app looks like and then um, actual software engineers uh, make it work. <laughs> so I just, I just design what it looks like. Yeah. You kind of taught yourself the creative aspect a little bit, right? Definitely. I mean, ever since I was a little kid, my mom has been an artist and pushed creativity and stuff on there and that's definitely, you know, what's, what's needed, um, in graphics, especially on the computer. I, I was, that's the hardest part for me is like coming up with ideas from scratch on a computer. I always feel like pencil and paper is always a little bit easier for me. And a lot of times I'll start there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, getting creative on the computer and making it and being able to erase and move things nicely rather than paper, it makes it a little quicker. <laughs> yeah. And it's, there's definitely like a, there's a draw to that as like a creative when you enjoy like pencil and paper, but when you hit on Photoshop or anything that's like 
um, like you were saying, UX, right? Yep. There's there's a draw because it's so clean and you can move stuff around. And- yeah, I mean, basically, uh, after I started uh, learning all these different skills, you know, getting good at Photoshop, getting good at Lightroom, Illustrator, um, I started realizing that I had the skill base to start taking some decent photos too. And I learned, you know, I learned what the difference between a JPEG and a raw photo is, and, uh, <laughs> you know, how much, how much more you can, uh, you know, you can push those photos. Um, and ever since then, I, I always feel like I, I snowball into the depth of learning different skills, um, which is something I just, I just really love to do in, in all aspects. I think uh-huh. one thing I noticed about you is that you kind of just go with the flow on things that kind of like uh, drive you at the time. You know, it's like really big into YouTube and then the knives and it's like you, you can tell when you're excited about something because you're like fully invested. Definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, I definitely know that about myself. And when when I am excited about something or uh, really into it, I just can't stop thinking about it and I will yeah. try and learn as much as I possibly can. That's awesome. I mean, that's like a good trait to have to be a creative, but also you have like the desire and the drive to see it through. So you have the idea, like your knives, man. I remember when I first heard of Lost Sasquatch, you were doing the knives for fun. And that was probably two, like two, three years ago. And since then, your shop has just evolved into an absolute masterpiece of a a workshop, you know? (laughs) And Thanks, probably, man. And how many hours do you think you spend a day in that in those in that workshop? Oh man, it's it's crazy. It's uh, <laughs> my tool collection has uh, exploded. Have all the OSHA <laughs> regulations, all the tape on the floor now. Right, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fire extinguishers within reach. That's actually probably a smart call. That's, uh, <laughs> um, I know, I've, and I've seen your knives. Obviously, Kingston um, was the one to introduce me into. Like, yo, you should check out his knives they're, they're amazing and then gary our buddy gary also bought a knife yeah. from you too and yep i mean it's just it's just the premiere of craftsmanship you know the amount of work that goes into making a knife it just seems like it's, it's literally a craft um thank you yeah so i mean i would love to hop into because what it seemed like is you've always been a creative right and a yep. lot of it is self-taught and you you invest a lot of time when you get some inspired by something whether it's youtube photo uh, UX design, now knives, and it seems to just continue to follow and grow as your passion grows with it too. And so recently you were on uh, Forged and Fire, right? Yep, Forged and Fire. How gnarly is that? Um, How crazy what, it, an experience was that? It was absolutely insane. Give, um, give us a little bit of background on what that show is and why it kind of pertains to what you do. And like what it's a, it was a special episode right? Cause it yeah. Was, yeah. So, uh, Forge and Fire is a show on the history channel. Um, I guess if you're looking to stream it, I think history channel has an app. I know it's on Amazon prime. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think there's a few other places that you can find it. Um, but it's a show they're on their eighth season. Now it's one of the more popular history channel shows, um, which is really cool. Um, and I was on, uh, episode 10, and it's called the Headhunter's Revenge, um, and kind of that leads into the the finale weapon. Um, but yeah, I gotta. Uh, if any people follow the show, there's a, or the, the used to be co-host Will Willis about a year ago. 
posted out a, you know, we're taking applications for uh, next season. I ended up uh, applying to that, um, went through a few, you know, auditions and whatnot and some show and tell stuff uh, via Zoom. And then, uh, yeah, I got the, I got the notification that I was going to be, I was accepted, but uh, obviously COVID kind of halted things for quite a while. So I was sitting there waiting, um, also not being able to tell anyone that this is going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was waiting, I think I waited another six, eight months or something like that. Once I knew I was uh, going to be going. Um, and then they finally told me like last minute, I think they, I think they called me. And I believe I had like 10 days or something like that before I was heading out. Um, to go and uh, yeah, got there and met three other really cool bladesmiths from all over the country. Um, and just, they literally flew <laughs> threw me right into the fire. I mean, uh, from day one, it was just go, go, go. The, the first challenge was unbelievably crazy. And uh, our theme for the show was time. Uh-huh. Um, I, I forget the, what they called the exact episode, but the whole point of it was they were, basically taking time away from us and seeing if we can do it faster. Yep. And, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite, quite the experience. And then when you work with time, do you have the issue of blades cracking and, and you met working with metal at a fast pace? There's a lot of issues that can arise, right? Oh yeah. I mean, in, in my shop, I'm used to taking two plus weeks to make a knife. Yep. Um, when they tell you, you have to make a 14 uh, inch, giant chopping blade out of Damascus in three hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> your palms start sweating a little bit. That's so crazy. Yeah. That's awesome though. What an experience. But the, the episode was, was basically one episode and it was the whole challenge, right? Yeah. So the first, the first challenge was a uh, 14 inch chopper. Um, I ended up making it out of a ladder pattern Damascus. Um, I really like the shape actually of that knife and I almost want to remake it and see if I can do it a little better this time. I might take longer than three hours this time to do it, but (laughs) I want to redo it. And then, uh, yeah, I was able to get through, uh, I got through the first round and they had us put handles on it. Um, I only got an hour to put a handle on it, which is also ridiculous. Um, thank God for, uh, five minute epoxy made it through. And then on to that final round was when they told us, uh, yeah, instead of four days at your home shop, you have three days at your home shop to do this unbelievable acts that I've never seen in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Like if anyone has seen the episode, hasn't seen the episode. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> exactly. Spoiler alert uh, from, from here on out. <laughs> yeah. So they have it in one episode, but it's like drawn over a few, like th- four days or so, five days. Like how yep. long was yeah. the production for? Yeah. So the, um, that second, or the second challenge, I guess, um, which is the headhunters acts what the episodes named after, um, they gave us three days and a film crew showed up at my home forge here in San Inez and, uh, basically went at it. It was timed, um, each day, you know, at the end of each day, 
Uh, they made sure that the the axe was looking the exact same the next morning, right? Like, oh, gotcha. Can't can't be out there working without the film crew and stuff and cheating it. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, you can't cheat or anything like that. And uh, it was this unbelievable looking axe. I mean, it had to have two concave edges on both sides, with uh, one with a elongated spike. Yeah. So both edges had to be sharpened, um, and the biggest like hurdle basically was just the shape. It stopped fitting in all the machines and forges that I had, <laughs> and it was a it was really tough. It's but. like the the full time hobby, right? So it's becoming like a, I mean, it's, it's a business right now. You know that you're doing these knives, and do you foresee you wanting to take this full time? Yeah, I mean, uh, eventually I love to go full-time um, on it. I've actually shifted some of my work schedule now, so I'm pretty much out in the shop from about Thursday afternoon uh, to about Sunday. Um, I have my you know, my 9 to 5 that I go to Monday through Thursday morning, basically, and uh, try and separate the time here and, and be focused. I think that's one of the biggest things is like, or just being creative and, and stuff like that. It's, it's hard to just like put an hour in here and there. It's like you want to just fully dive in for six, eight hours and just, you know, get dirty. And, and yeah. see it through. I think that's the hardest part if you're a creative and you start a project that you're really excited about and then it's two hours in and it's like you're forced to stop. It's like the, yeah. it's like you're, you're pulling yourself away from like a, a passion project. That's amazingly hard to do. Did you gain anything like in that community or like how, how did that work? Yeah. So what's, I mean, what's awesome is it's a, it's a check for $10,000 walking out of there. And, um, it was so cool to see how many people, uh, came out and messaged me. I mean, local people here that are really into knife making to people all over the country who are just, you know, really into the show and into, um, you know, getting into the hobby themselves and, you know, asking advice and questions and how I've set my shop up and all that stuff. And I love answering those questions because it's, it's fun. And I know, I know the struggle trying to figure out, you know, what, uh, what route to take and, and how to really get into the, into any industry. I mean, you, you're definitely relying on, on the people that have done it before. So really and, it uh, sounds like it was good exposure then too, right? To be on it. Definitely, definitely great exposure. I mean, um, win or lose. I mean, being on a show like that and mm -hmm. just, you know, showing your true personality and having fun with it and, uh, and anything, even if you don't win, it's a, it's a great, great experience. Um, I was lucky enough to take home, take home the victory with a, uh, with a brutal challenge at the end. Um, which was, which was crazy. Jesse, was the uh, the other Smith who made the axe along with me, and uh, man, it came down to such minute um, structural integrity. Basically, it was uh, he just got unlucky with a grain of you know the the, the grain in his handle mm -hmm. um, kind of started propagating and cracked in the very last swing. That stuff. Um, I love that show. I've watched the show before, and it's crazy because it can come down to the last throw of a knife. Yeah, and destroy. And it and the and the blade will just miraculously break off a stress fracture or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll I'll tell you guys a secret. Only a few <gasps> other people know this. Oh. Um <laughs> I got some <laughs> uh I I think the reason my handle might have been a little stronger um was actually cuz I used to make skateboards in college. And if anyone has 
seen skateboards and how they're made, they're actually laminated maple. So it's veneers of maple laminated together. Um, and so I ended up taking a couple strips of maple that I ripped down on my table saw and laminated them together. Um, so I, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, the grain in my wood didn't go all the way through. There was those, uh, you know, basically stops where the glue joints were. Yep. Um, and I know in skateboards, it gives skateboards really good flex and all that stuff. So I'm wondering if that's why mine, you know, just maybe held up a little bit, a little bit more, but I mean, both, both edges and both axes held up so well. I don't think either of us took any damage um, steel wise, which is crazy. That's a, that's a really interesting thing is like when Isn't you're that, younger, you always have those random creative outlets that help you in, in the future. Yeah. You know? I was just going to say, it's like how yep. random is skateboarding and knife making like come together. Yeah. You know? Totally. That's awesome. Um, well, that's, that's a, a rad story, Jordan. And, I think anyone that has a passion project right now, set yourself time to do it and and really take it a little bit more serious. Like you've clearly taken your shop more serious. You've clearly taken knives, your website. Everything is becoming more of a brand. So that's setting yourself up in the future for you to take this full time. You know, you're, you're doing all the proper steps currently to hopefully, let's just say in the next year or sooner, Lost Sasquatch as a knife manufacturer be your full-time job. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is just obviously staying humble and, Mm -hmm. you know, doing what you love. And I don't know if you've ever seen, I guess you call it like a bell curve or something like that, but it's, it's kind of, um, the time you've been doing something compared to how much you think, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and it's like right at the beginning, once you start getting into it, you know, you're kind of high up on the curve where you think, you know, a lot, and then you have only been doing something for a little bit of time. And then you start to realize and learn how much you don't know. And uh, getting involved into the nitty gritty of it. huh? Yep, exactly. And once you start to figure out those, you start realizing like, wow, there are a lot of people who know a lot more than I do. And uh, like getting through that curve and like really, you know, getting deep into whatever industry you're trying to be creative in is a, uh, is a fun journey. And yeah. uh, I definitely enjoy it. Yeah. Just to start, I mean, when you, if you started making knives, you didn't start, you didn't wait till you felt like you were an expert. You just hopped into it, learned a lot as you went, but you weren't afraid to take that jump. And even now you're not afraid to learn because you're still learning probably as you, as you grow. Oh yeah. I definitely learned every time I got my shop and you know, there are, uh, in at least the, the bladesmithing industry, there's a association called the ABS, the uh, American Bladesmith Society. And uh, you go through different levels. You have uh, um, an apprentice, a uh, journeyman smith, and then a master smith. Wow. And to get your master smith uh, you know, level, it takes years and just on, I mean, just work that is just so beautiful and it's all critiqued by people and it's, it's amazing what those guys can do. So, that's one day, awesome. one day I'll get up there. <laughs> it's cool because it doesn't like your journey does doesn't stop because you're on a TV show. It's just gonna it's just beginning. For well, I mean, for me, it's like for photos, it's like how how good are you going to get? Mm-hmm. Like and like what's like the best? You know, there's no like there's really no standard. Limit. As uh, your knife business grows, the two there's always there's always like a two way split you can take a business when you're growing, and that's one. It's just sustaining and making numbers really consistent and you making a really good living and healthy business. And that's one, 
or you grow to sell it, you know? And I feel like both just listening to your story and how you are as a creative and the way I take easy supplies, it feels like it's just going to become like sustaining a lifestyle and actually enjoying what we're doing with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, really does come down to figuring out how to, you know, make it a business too. I mean, that's, that's tough in itself. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you had your struggles starting and growing, uh, you know, both your guys' brands and uh, getting those running. And that's what I'm, I'm dealing with now is like, I, I felt like I'm starting to get, you know, pretty decent at making knives. And now I'm like, all right, this has got to be a proper company now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It still can be the cool garage shop, but it, then you become, you put like a business hat on, you know? Yeah, exactly. Do you think you'll ever have like a, like a, a lineup of knives that would be available to purchase on the drop of a hat? Like if we were to go to a website, you know, and, and say, I want to just buy a knife from you online with that would you foresee that happening you actually having inventory and stuff like that yeah so that's that's what i'm trying to go down um go down the path on so my major at cal poly was like what i said industrial technology and it was really kind of heavily set on manufacturing and, and whatnot but some of the cool things that we learned were basically how to set up jigs and fixtures mm-hmm. um just to basically how efficient can you can you run something? And of course that applies to big manufacturing, but I'm trying my hardest to apply that to my shop that I have here. Um, so like how efficient can I be as one person in my backyard, basically in my shop, um, to, to bust out as many knives as I can, but keep my quality up, you know? So like there's little machines that I'm uh, looking at getting and, uh, what I'm coming out with and it, uh, blipped up there on the on the radar for a second right after the show, but um, I partnered with Rome Adventure Co. and we did a run of twenty knives um, that, that sold out pretty darn quick, which is absolutely amazing to see. Um, and all of those uh, were a standard um, knife shape yep. that I was able to get uh, water jet cut out, and I'm hand grinding all the bevels, hand doing all the handles. Um, I'm working with a local leather maker here in town. So I'm, I'm really hoping to eventually have some inventory one day. That would yeah. be, that's the goal. <laughs> no yeah. more, not, not back ordered anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. Cause that can, like, if you were to go to, uh, lost and go to order knives, you would see that he has a knife. Bowie yeah, Bowie, uh, Bowie knife. Yep. The Bowie knife and then the small twist yep. Damascus. So you can purchase them and then you wait however long for you to receive it. Right. Yeah, those uh, the knives on your um, website are are they they're one offs? Yeah, so pretty much pretty much any yeah Damascus knife is a one off knife. Um, I always kind of shoot for a different shape or style, Um, and then as I start working the steel and and uh, you know manipulating it, it kind of tells me what it wants to do sometimes and what shapes I just kind of feel and that's the super fun creative part of it. And, uh, you know, all the different finishing work and, you know, handle materials and inlays and all kinds of stuff like that. I love, um, I love seeing when you, when you burn the blade, I've, you posted videos of that and it's so sick when you put like the, the footprint, like when you did all your, yeah, with, yep. the, with the little arrows. Oh, it's so sweet to see. Yeah. The, the little maker's mark. Oh, those, it's so um, sweet dude. That's what I'm, that's what I'm working on. Actually, I've got to do a whole bunch of those today on the Rome knives. Uh-huh. And, uh, the thing I'm need, I'm trying to figure out what's, what's a better way when you do a whole bunch of those in a row, uh, you don't realize, I mean, the blade's hot, 
and you're away from the fire, but how much heat radio, uh, radiates off a glowing red piece of steel. And then <laughs> I'm holding that, uh, uh, maker's mark in my hand yeah. and I have to get it. I have to line it up perfect. And uh, it's a one swing or else I, put I basically ruined the blade right at that point like yep. if my maker's mark is off the knife or something like that but man my hand gets so hot every single time I do that it's uh, it's always intimidating well there you go I mean you're ma- literally making these by hand I think um with the Rome I saw it and it was just it looked cool you know you can't beat that so shiny yeah the shininess <laughs> and like the collab but yeah if you just keep collabing with brands I can see this thing becoming just like yeah huge I mean, even if we did like an easy or an Ireland collab with Lost Sasquatch. To do right off the top of my head is uh, a knife where, you know, we'll cover the cost and then um, donate the rest to something. Yeah. Just like yeah, a, like, a, like a auction kind of thing. Like a one-off, you're thinking? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just be fun. Yeah, for sure. Didn't you guys, did you, did you guys do a collab roaming Lost, Lost Sasquatch knife or? No, but uh, I so, so the, a lot actually a lot of those photos on his website i took uh-huh. um and then when he was doing that that's actually the knife that he made well not that not not the ones in the photos but you actually made one of those uh pre-cut ones yeah yeah so we made you a little uh you had to pick out the color and the handle and the yeah. wood and everything we, we picked out the uh the dark acid wash finish on yeah. there and uh, assembled a little hunter survival knife have it on you no i need a, i need a sheath for it oh yeah you can't just wear that thing in your pants no yeah. way um <laughs> if anyone follows him on instagram your camper that you built for the rado is insane dude <laughs> that was i saw that and i was like holy toledo like if if that was available in the market oh man that thing is badass it's yeah man that was so much fun building a um, that's probably the most welding I've ever done in my life. I can imagine. Um, I, I learned a lot. Um, and uh, it really started a, a, a big, you know, another creative outlet. Like I need another one, but it's, uh, <laughs> you have like a fully built out Chevy, big, big moves, um, coming up. I mean, I absolutely love that Chevy that I had and I bought that brand new off a lot. It was like my absolute dream truck. Didn't you buy a different uh, platform you're working on? It's like going to be more of like a retro kind of yep. vehicle. Yeah. So, uh, so as of now, my truck is basically almost back to stock. I still got like suspension and stuff. I'll be selling it eventually. Um, I, I sold that rack that I made uh-huh. uh, and a few other things that I had on there. Some things I'm saving to put on the new truck. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I officially own, well, I'm not going to say officially I've paid for, <laughs> I don't technically have it yet. Um, I paid for a new vintage truck that is uh, significantly older than I am. Uh, I think it's a, uh, I, I'm pretty sure this is the year. I think it's a 1978, uh, That's crew cab, crew cab Chevy. It's K 30. So it's the four by four. Um, I am so excited to start down this path of building this thing. I've got so many ideas and, uh, yeah, that's, that's the bane of my, uh, <laughs> existence is trying to, <laughs> trying to find time between you know, a nine to five, a startup knife company and, <laughs> and building a, a truck by myself. <laughs> 
as long as it has uh 40 inch super swampers i'm okay yeah with that. <laughs> right yeah yeah super swampers that's what this one has uh. Yeah, that was, I know. We just search, Google searched, and its first truck has super swampers on. Massive super swampers. <laughs> yeah, good gas mileage. That That's gonna be insane when you tow the airstream with with the truck too. You know, such a sick look. Yeah, it's um. So it's gonna be. Uh, I'm hopefully gonna eventually LS swap it. I'm gonna four link the rear with trailing arms. Damn. Um, coilover conversion in the front, and then I want to do a full interior cage. Um, and then do all the, all the fun kind of luxury pre-runner stuff on the inside to it. Um, nice. it's going to be, it's going to be really fun. It's going to be a, a project and a half, but it's going to be insane when it's finished, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm the biggest thing is like, I want to learn how to do like all of it. Like that's, I think the most fun thing. Like I want to, I want to do the cage work. I want to install the engine. I want to do all the suspension you know, cal- the, the four link calculator. I don't know if you've seen that, but like you have to figure out the correct geometry of how you set up all your links and, and all that and, uh, center of gravity. So it's, a uh, it's going to be a big project. Um, I, I definitely want to do it a little different than most because, uh, there will definitely be some Damascus accent. Well, I'm definitely throughout. stoked to see this thing yeah. unfold. Cause I know it's going to be the, it's like very custom. It's gonna look like a lost Sasquatch. Rig. No one else. No one else has something like that. You should have just got a Tacoma. I don't know why you didn't just buy a Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> Downgrade. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what? When I when I first said that I was gonna sell my truck, uh, the I had so many people that they're like, I know what you're getting. I know exactly what you're getting. You're getting the Sasquatch edition Bronco, aren't you? Oh yeah, like, that's right. I was like, oh, that is a good idea, but no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. no. Yeah, those That's things a are serious badass. size difference. Way, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I've been. I want to see. I haven't seen one in person. I've seen the sport on the road. Any of like Off the Badlands editions yeah. or anything, and they should be sick. But I know it's They're gonna tiny, be way smaller. Though. Yeah, I don't know if I'm yeah. down to downgrade size. It's like a Jeep Cherokee, pretty much. Or a yep. Renegade or something. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, no, um, an old vintage truck with long travel and all yeah, real fun in be- the desert. It's gonna be so much fun. Maybe like a, you know, like a maybe a little hoon handle, you know, in there <laughs> oh, somewhere. Oh shit! It's gonna be badass, dude. <laughs> You're just that's, drifting that's, corners. It's the first thing I ever thought of. Like, what can I make Damascus? And I was like, oh yeah, a big old Damascus hoon handle right in the middle. Like so for sure, sick. that's gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be badass. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm stoked for you, dude. My well, car doesn't have an emergency brake. <laughs> Has like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, same. I have it too on the foot. Stupid. Um, well, yeah. I mean, both Kingston and I would say we're definitely proud of you. You yeah, uh, amazing. Yeah, an amazing start to the new year for you, and um, definitely excited to see where it continues. You know. Well, thanks, guys, and uh, it's been it's been these last few years getting to know you guys and going out and exploring and doing all the stuff. It's been so much fun and. Yeah, can't wait for the next adventure. For, yeah, can't wait till we do a or you guys do your cleanup again. Yeah, something oh, I love that. Stay well, tuned. I want to see more of yeah, the lost Sasquatch knives <laughs> and the knife. Yeah, or then the truck. I'm more excited about the truck. <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> oh man! And if we uh, and if we do do any type of collab, you guys definitely should follow Lost Sasquatch so you see any anything upcoming from that. All right, Sounds Jordan. Good. Peace out, dude. Later. Peace out. Later.